<laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's Pete and Ruby. Ruby and, and Pete. Yeah. Ruby and Pete. Um, <laughs> I love how awkward you make these. I know. Um, it just I feels think... uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> Why? It's like, uh, what do you got? Like, it feels like I'm on stage waiting to be, like, introduced, and I'm just standing there, and I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the bad dream. School. Yeah, like, you're at your middle school, like, talent show, and you didn't really <coughs> prepare anything, and everyone's just, like, laughing at you. That is not how you should – that's that's the whole problem. Like, that's why it comes out awkward is because – that's what you're thinking of in your mind you know like i think of like like this is an awesome fucking podcast people are gonna like be so stoked Uh to hear me like all the bullshit i have to say (laughs) you know we just gotta get the train moving i don't know (laughs) yeah Um, you just have to like you have to like feel like it's awesome not that i do a great job just that i definitely don't think i'm like at my middle school talent show with nothing prepared and everyone's laughing at me. <laughs> Listen, I, we all have our issues. All right. Um, hey, I'm not, I wasn't trying to poke at you. I'm sorry. Uh, so I thought, you know, we thought we would do kind of like maybe a recap episode and like go over the, the two past two guests maybe, or whatever came up for us personally <clears throat> and just kind of like talk it out and see if like anything shaped our experience afterwards, you know, like I, I was thinking a lot about like um, what Sarah said with like how, you know, typically with the BDSM people like um, associate it with this like kind of taboo or like weird or like uncomfortable mm-hmm. experience where it's actually like the opposite because like in that community, they're very like um you know boundary driven you know and like they kind of lay out a concise way of being and like Mm -hmm. a way of like acting where like you know it makes me think when you know you talk to people about when they have sex or whatever and it's like especially like I have friends married friends who like it's just like it's kind of just like a thing it's like they don't really put the effort in to like really listen to their partner or ask their, even just like the idea of like asking your partner, like, you know, even how far, how do, how far do you want to go with this? Or like, you know, what do you, what do you want? Like what? Yeah. Like, should, like on? do you want me to go down on you? Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. Like, you, cause like, I feel like sometimes, sex becomes like super routine when you're in a long-term relationship and you forget to like take care of each other like and like I don't know like it's I mean I'm sure it can still be like good or whatever but I feel like you like lose a lot of the like foreplay and the like uh I don't know like the the other stuff like you know you I feel like it can become routine in the sense of like penis and vagina you know (laughs) but like all the like fun stuff that kind of goes along with that can get lost um I don't know I mean I think that's why people stop like having sex because it's just like we've been there done that like (laughs) you know yeah but there's no like you're not 
you're not pushing like an edge if you're not like defining your edge in a sense. So it's like if you're just, you know, like the, my average friend who is married with kids and is like, you know, has sex with his wife. It's like half the time they're worried about the kids or they're worried about, you know, like they're trying to make space for themselves. And it's like you just want to get it. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like they just want to get it in instead of like actually making taking like time yeah like making sex like sacred or making i guess sacred might not be the best word but like <laughs> making it an event you know or an experience yeah it should be an ex- it should be an experience like it should be like I don't know. I mean, I I like it when it's like spiritual and like there's a connection that's like beyond just the physical uh, connection, you know, I, I prefer that. But I also think like, you know, I also think it's really hot to have like a quickie behind like somewhere in public where you might get caught and, <laughs> you know, like that kind of like and but, you know, I think that stuff is more likely to happen sort of at the beginning of your relationship um, when you just like are horny all the time. And, but like I imagine after you've been together for several years and you're married, you have kids and you have to like, you know, (laughs) take what you can get where you can. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, I guess like you're, you're suggesting that the answer is to like have conversations about it and don't make it like, just like a, is that what you're like? Cause I feel like yeah, that's what yeah. Sarah was saying. Like you can have way hornier, hotter sex if you have like some of these conversations, but it's like uncomfortable to talk about even within your relationship sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like, well, it's like, to me, I think of like, it's like fast food, you know, it's like, yeah, you go, you know, McDonald's might taste good to your taste buds and it might be, you know, quick and convenient, but is it like, soul food yeah it's like is 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 it it made with love you know yeah like is it me taking sunday and like preparing meat and smoking it or barbecue taking your time and like Mm -hmm. making the right sides and like really putting the love and the effort Mm -hmm. in and it's almost like an event it's like i'm making this big dinner for everybody to like feel good yeah feel you know like i feel like food you could feel almost loved by food because it's like you're absolutely like i think of my grandma cooking like this big sunday meal it's like yeah fast food might you know quench your appetite and it might be convenient and easy but is it like really it's how people show love though you know like it is it you can totally feel it yeah Yeah, sorry i was just thinking about i was like processing that in my brain (laughs) but yeah it's like the difference between a mcrib sandwich and like you know 12 hour smoked baby back ribs you know like there is you know yeah like you can have you can have a good time and get off with anybody like at any point in time like if you put in a little bit of effort, you know, but I think if you, if you want to have that like mind blowing, like life changing sex, like there is, there's just more to it than, you know, two people being like attracted to one another. And I think it, it, I don't know. I feel like that kind of sex only really happens when you like really do love somebody, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I think also like to me, 
you know, this is just my preference. Like, I don't ever want McDonald's. Yeah. You know? But <laughs> I, I hear that. I don't ever want that. I don't want the quick, like, it never, because I feel like sex is so much more where, you like, you can really fill your soul, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, like, you can have this, like, cosmic orgasms and, like, just have this, like, real to me, like I look at sex as like a connect, a way of like connecting to like a higher consciousness or like God, you know. Like think about it, it's like the ability to create, you know. It's like we're in a way like, you know, like a fractal of God in a sense because you're like doing this act that creates life, as well as like, you know, it's like the highest vibrational act of like love in a sense, the highest vibrational physical act of love, you know, like if you're really connecting with somebody on like a soul level, mm-hmm. looking in their eyes and like connecting, not just like looking like connecting and like, you know, really loving somebody. And like, I think it just, it allow like if you get to the place where you're like accepting somebody unconditionally through the physical act it's like you're totally like embracing who they are at a soul level yeah that's so that's so like deep though i mean i don't know i guess like that is just like where i'm at in my life like that is so scary to me um <laughs> like yeah. like I feel like the last time I was that vulnerable with somebody like I got hurt you know um and it obviously like didn't work out and it's good that like it's good that it didn't work out I'm like really glad that I'm not in that relationship but um and like my life has been much more, like happier more peaceful like like in general but I don't know there's something really scary about like going there like <laughs> with someone um oh like i don't know like the there's a part of me it's like you know this like those i don't know what song i'm thinking of but like you ever listen to like those any song that you can think of that comes to mind for you that like real i love music and it's like if you think of those like deep passionate like beautiful songs that kind of feel like they're like a culmination of life you know uh-huh. what i'm talking about like for me for, <laughs> yeah. for some reason what's coming to my mind is like you're gonna laugh probably is last of the mohegans there's like a there's like a main theme of last of the mohegans and it's okay. like, yeah i think i know what you're talking about that's such a dude answer <laughs> yeah but it's like it's like it's, it's like a culmination song of like life you know it's like him like having some sort of struggle and like he overcomes it, whatever. And it's the like, hero's journey, kind yeah, of. and it's like, yeah. And it's like love and passion. Uh-huh. So like, you know, I mean, this is know. how I feel about Lana Del Rey. Like, <laughs> honestly, like every time I listen to a song of hers, like <laughs> this is such a like girly answer, but it's true. It is kind of like that. It feels like, it feels like a piece of her life that like is also a piece of my life because it's so, like universal or something and there's yeah. like struggle and there's you know like it's but the struggle is kind of beautiful and it like takes you on this journey and you end up in a completely different place than where you started you know like i don't know yeah, i think I, I think i get what you're trying to say but like why not 
experience that song in your life like you you're you allow yourself to be vulnerable if you get hurt you get hurt you still you still like were vulnerable and had an experience and like ha- received knowledge from that and like ha- learn more about yourself learn yeah, more about you I, know. I guess i'm just not ready like i <laughs> like i was literally telling this to my friend like the other like i was on the phone with her yesterday and i was like i won't you know i'm not like I don't want to find the one like I want to find a guy who will like tattoo my name on his neck. And then like, then once that's the, once I achieve that goal, then I will go and I will find like the one that I'm meant to be with forever. And he won't be the kind of guy who gets a tattoo on his neck, you know? Uh, And I don't know why, like that's like where I'm at right now, but it just seems like safer and like more, just more fun. I have this like view of relationships as being like, exhausting um and I guess that's just because like my last one was like exhausting (laughs) and I'm just like tired and I just want to have like I just want to have a good time at at this point like yeah but like do you think like (laughs) you'll like I feel like a good time is fun yeah like oh I went out with my friends the other night oh it was fun like yeah but is it like the meaning that you're really searching for no but there's time for meaning like there's time for I don't know. And I think I also think that like relationships aren't the like end all be all like way to have like a meaningful life. Um, I mean, I used to definitely think that way. Um, And like, and I think that that's like, that's like kind of how all the women in my family, like they like having a man is like this, you know, organized is like the, is what they organize their lives around. Um, Like historically, like back, going back generations yeah, but like, you know, to me, I feel like being alone is easy. It's safer. It's, yes, it is easier. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, you're, I don't know. I just feel like you, it's like you can't get knowledge of yourself by like just looking being at Being by yourself. That's true. That's true. It's like, I think that a lot of like my issues in life are mirrored back to me by the people I choose to be with and like yeah like I don't know I think I've learned more within the context of relationships about myself about like life in general than I have like being on my own but then again like I've never been single for like any length of time um (laughs) like at this point I've been single for like two years which is like the longest I think two years is it three I can't even remember. I think it's two. But like before that, I think the longest stretch since I was like a teenager was like eight months. And that was after like my boyfriend died. <laughs> like He like died. And then I was single for like eight months after that. And that was the longest stretch of time I'd ever been alone. I think there's something to learn. Like, I think there was something I needed to learn about that, like cycle that I was in of like thinking I just needed somebody and like really settling for like mostly shitty guys who like didn't really care about me very much you know yeah. or at least like they just had other priorities <laughs> I don't know yeah. um, no, I mean I think like, like being alone is okay like sometimes you need space and you yeah. need to, like, go inward and you got to kind of like break things down and I think sometimes things take a lot longer to really understand and like analyze or like yeah. aware of but I think in the end it's like it's the same thing as like kids it's like I have a friend who 
you know, he traveled the country, like he tra he took like a van and made it into like a home and stuff like that. And he would drive around and I'm like, I hope you have kids. I used to like wish kids on him because it's like, he just like, it's not like a real, I feel like you don't have a real understanding of the world until you have like somebody who's like completely you, dependent upon you. <laughs> yeah. And like, you, you like, you know, it's somebody you view that's more important than yourself. Yeah. I mean, but not everybody wants that. Like, I definitely respect people like your friend who just, like, want to live life and drive around in a van. And, like, I mean, I think that's kind of corny, but, you know, like, you know, that's (laughs) – I think that, like, lifestyle is kind of, like, you know, it's, it's a little, like, immature, I guess. Yeah. And I, so I sort of see what you mean, but like, if that's really what makes you, if that's what brings you the most joy and gives you the most like fulfillment in your life, I mean, go for it, you know, like, Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm I not. just think it's a little like van life is a little played out. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, personally, but I like, yeah. And I kind of over like the whole, I mean, like I like the idea of traveling and, and stuff, but I, I'm a, I'm a homebody, like, ultimately, like, I have to have a home to come back to. And I don't feel like a car can ever feel like a home, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Um, but what was I going to say? I was going to say something else about, yeah, I don't know. I guess just going back to, like, having, like, you know, <laughs> intense, like, relationships and, like, spiritual awakenings via, like, sex and love and relationships like that's great but I think I'm still at this like (laughs) I'm still in this place where I'm like too scared to like try to go there um so what do I like what do I do like how do I like do I just like force myself to go start like dating like I just like I that freaks me out so bad yeah like what like what do people do (laughs) I don't know I feel like um it's like just like the fast food thing it's like these material things kind of don't like they feel good it feels good to like your ego feels good like if but your ego isn't your soul in a sense Mm -hmm. so it's like you feel good when you're like taking care of financially or you have a home that you feel secure in Mm -hmm. or you have the food you want the the car you want these things do feel good but there's like just another layer that I feel like is God. It's like you're never gonna feel that fulfillment till you have that like deeper connection. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like, you know, Jesus, Buddha, whatever. It could just be like you feel one with like your reality or you feel one with your universe or like you yeah. have like it's like this deeper level of awareness. And I think awareness is the biggest thing. So it's like, how do you find awareness? You know, like you, you have to interact with your reality and whatever that means for you. I mean, like, I feel like me personally, I feel like sex is like the, I probably said this before with you is like the fastest way to your unconscious, you know? So you want to make your unconscious conscious because then you, you're seeing like what motivates you and what makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. Because there's, yeah, it does kind of force you to like, look at like, 
well, I don't know, like like your thought process. Like suddenly, I become like, or not not always like, <clears throat> but if you if you're kind of, I think a lot of people like get in their head during sex, and like you, you have like racing kind of like, <clears throat> like do I look fat like this? Like, uh, you know, it like is my breath weird? Like, you know, like all the like little insecure like things like pop, like can pop into your head when you're in that like really intimate place with somebody, especially if you don't feel like totally safe with them. Um, Like that's definitely like (laughs) big red flag ladies. Like if you're really self-conscious during sex, like don't fuck that guy. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I'm so serious about that. But um but I think it kind of like does make you hyper aware of like your thought process and like what's like, you know, even if it's good things, like, like, you know, like even if it's like good thoughts, like whatever, it's still like, <clears throat> I think you're, I think you're on some, onto something there with the, like it being like a quick way to access your subconscious because like, I think, I mean, yeah, I think to have an orgasm, you kind of have to like be in this really, vulnerable kind of state i don't know i i I don't know why there's i mean i guess like freud talks about that like the connection between like sex and the like unconscious or whatever or the subconscious like you know the whole freudian like oedipus complex thing is very like i don't know i think i think you're onto something there hold on my dog's barking come outside don't just bark in there I don't know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, even after talking to Sarah, I was, like, reading up on some of the stuff. And, like, I found this, like, girl was talking about how, like, she was uh, kidnapped as a kid. And she would do, like, BDSM to, like, work through her own trauma of being, like, tied up. And like feeling through oh, like exposure therapy or something like where you just kind of like immerse yourself into the things that like freak you out. Yeah. And then like she would know that she was in a safe space and eventually, obviously, she was going to be let go. It rewires your brain to stop thinking that like all like, you know, these certain uh, like situations are as scary and unsafe as like the one she was, you know, where she was kidnapped, like. Cause that's your brain's always going to think like <clears throat> this feels this like feels similar to the, like the trauma. Right. Yeah. And so it, it starts reacting as if the trauma is happening when it's not. And so I guess it makes sense that you would like, you know, maybe tie yourself up and like it would, <clears throat> if you kind of do that enough times and realize like it is okay and you are safe, your brain's going to stop reacting like you're having like the trauma is coming up again, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was like interesting. Cause that like, is really interesting. Like I, I, I guess this is kind of telling me something like something about some of this stuff. Like I need to like expose myself to and stop being such a little bitch. <laughs> um, it's no, like, I'll just, just be alone forever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think you could work on yourself alone, even in that format. Like I, I think like, you know, if you're looking for, if you're, you know, I don't like saying spiritual journey, but if you're trying to like, you know, get a deeper look at yourself and find a deeper connection to God, like I always look at it like too, in terms of like, 
you know, we've talked about like sex magic and manifestation. It's like, you know, classic like manifestation is like the higher vibration you're in, the faster you manifest things. So like what's more high vibration than like, you know, bliss and euphoria if you're having sex. So like, why can't you do that by yourself? You don't have to necessarily have a partner to do it. And yeah, no, I mean, I've been like, I mean, <laughs> I'm an expert at sex magic on my own. Um, I think, I think that like, I'm not an expert, that's silly, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I definitely have been trying to use sex magic um, to help grow this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, cause that's a big like goal of mine. I would really like to um, <clears throat> be able to like, you know, just have more followers and have more potential to like you know, reach more people and also like have more guests on and like expand our like network of people that we've, you know, like that we know and that we, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many cool people out there who have such interesting stories and yeah. I want to grow, like, <laughs> I want to grow my like community, you know, yeah. um, of people who are like, you know, into the same kind of shit I'm into and think about life in a, in a similar way. Like, um, and, and yeah, like just people with different backgrounds, like in different viewpoints and stuff too. Like that's rad. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> so like, I think like I do understand that side of it. Like how, you know, how, <clears throat> um, you know, being at that really high vibrational state, like very like stimulated or whatever it, I think it is really powerful and it is a really good opportunity to start like putting out there to the universe, like what you want um and being able to like envision that and feel that <laughs> as like reality but i think it's more just like i don't know <laughs> like i just have this like idea that like getting close to someone like in a i don't know i mean i cuz i'm that girl like i'm that girl who like dates a guy for like a second and is like like when are we getting married you know like I'm I'm awful about that and like getting super attached to people that I have no business getting attached to and so I'm just not open to like any of it at the moment and it's a lot easier that way yeah but sure like I mean I'm, I'm, I'm you know I'm open to like very casual encounters I guess but um yeah, but like why, like, like I said, you got to look at everything as a reflection of yourself. So it's like, like if you're afraid to be vulnerable, like, yeah, how is that connected to like what you do internally with your own, like with your own internal dialogue? Like why? Oh God, my, my internal dialogue is awful. Like I'm so mean and I know I can't believe everything that I think, you know, but but, like, there's just this, like, like, I'm aware of it, but I don't necessarily, like, know how to s stop. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, <clears throat> like, I'm aware of, like, how critical I am of myself and how, like, and I, and I also am kind of aware of, like, whose voice that, like, where it comes from, you know? Like, okay. who put these thoughts in my head? Like, I can, I can probably name them you know um yeah but it's like and it's what, like i i don't know what how are you like vulnerable with yourself 
how do I get vulnerable with myself? Well, like you're you're talking about having the fear of like being vulnerable with a partner. Other people, yeah. But like like can you be vulnerable with yourself? Like, sort of. Like even me, like it doesn't have to be sexually. Like say um I've been having knee problems, mm-hmm. right? Um can I like be honest with myself that I'm getting older? Yeah. And, like admit these things. Like, can I really be like, listen, you know, you're an athlete, you grew up an athlete, you did, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Lifting weights. It's like, is it okay? Like, can I be honest with myself and say, listen, I am, I'm getting a little older. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a young guy anymore. Yeah. You're not going to have the body of like 19 year old football player. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, can I hear that? I don't like to hear those things. It's and it's different as a woman. I think like once you turn thirty, like I mean, I know my best years are behind me. Don't worry. Like you know, I'm aware of that. Like that's. (laughs) But as far as like my body and like how I look and stuff, but then again, like that doesn't have to be true. Like it doesn't have that doesn't have to be like the truth, and it doesn't feel like. You know, I don't know. Like, it's true. Like, your body changes as you get older, but it's not like you're strong in other ways. You know what I mean? Like, than you were when you were 19. It doesn't have to. Like, it doesn't have to be your truth. It's a. It's about like acceptance of self. Okay. Self love. It's like, yeah, I am older, but I'm wiser, or I know how to carry myself a certain way that, you know, I'm comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, but it's the ex- like if you accept yourself and you love yourself, then you're gonna attract that into your reality. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. attract people who love you and accept you for who you are. That's if, a good point. But if you can't be vulnerable with yourself, how can you expect to find somebody who's gonna allow you to be vulnerable? Uh, I know that this is true. Why is it like clicking so hard right now? <laughs> I'm like so pissed at you because you'll tell me stuff like I know I've said to other people (laughs) and like and I've never once like you know taken my own advice on some of this stuff but you have this way of like putting things that like it almost pisses me off how much sense it makes and how clear it feels and like I feel like that's that's how I know like it's like that should that's like a good friend you know like if somebody can like tell you something and you can like feel it in your heart that it's true and it like clicks something in your brain where like I don't know that's a good friend <laughs> and I th- I think that I don't know I think you're exactly right because I think I do avoid being vulnerable with myself because I don't like to look at like there are certain things I don't like to look at and I'm not accepting of of my like within myself yeah <laughs> and it's like it's just like easier to not it feels easier in the moment to like not say things out loud or not to look at them. But when you do start to like uncover some of that shit and put it out there, like whether you just like, I mean, I don't know. I just like, I, I'm a great fucking secret keeper. I will. (laughs) I am so good at it. I will keep a secret for decades. Like I am really, really good at that. (laughs) But I will also like keep secrets from people like, that I know about myself or about like whatever, like I, I will absolutely just like 
never happened, doesn't exist. But <laughs> but eventually, like, it, it gets to be this big, heavy burden. It really does. And, like, I had something like this, you know, something that happened to me that I felt a lot of shame about and didn't want to tell anybody. And I didn't tell anyone for, like, almost, I don't know, probably almost a year. And, like, I finally told my best friend, right? Like, I finally like spit it out to somebody <laughs> um and it just didn't I don't like I stopped thinking about it so fucking much you know <laughs> like I, it stopped being this thing that made me feel like I was like a victim or whatever it finally like and she was like wow that kind of explains a lot actually <laughs> like you know that kind of you know like it just it gave her insight into how like how I'd been acting and how I'd been feeling that she didn't understand because I wasn't being honest, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, you do have to, <laughs> you do have to be vulnerable, like with yourself, I think in order, like I had to face the fact that like this, like keeping this secret or whatever was like harm doing me more harm than like just saying it, you know, like no matter how it might make me feel like, you know, I don't know. I just, I just felt a lot of shame about it. It wasn't something I wanted. I don't want to share on the podcast. Like I'm obvious, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but it helped like to get it off my chest and it became an easier thing to like, I mean, I, there's still people in my life who don't know, but, <laughs> but I don't know. Like it's definitely, I guess that's just the, like the first thing I could think of that it like where it, it feels like in the moment, like you never want to look at it. You don't ever want to think about it, but it, you spend so much time and energy trying not to like trying to avoid it than if you just like face it a little bit it has so much less power you know well yeah i mean that goes back to like what i was saying about like just being aware of things it's like if you're not honest with yourself like everybody has something that's kind of like speaking to them you know it's like when you you're at your house and like you walk past something that you left on the floor. It's like you heard that thing on the floor, you know, like it drew, it drew your attention, like pick me up, you know, but you're just like walking past it. You know what I'm saying? And it's Oh my like, God. I do that all the time. I hate doing that, but like, <laughs> I will straight up like walk past like some trash or something on the floor for like days. But and it'll, like, it'll say something to me every time, but I just like, I don't know. I'm just stubborn like that about certain things. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I, I hear the metaphor that you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Sorry. your awareness. It's like everybody has something that's like speaking to them, whether it's, you know, you struggle with your weight, your job, whatever it is. Like, you know, once you're that. What? I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like I talk to my personal experience. Like I always kind of struggle with my weight. So like I thought of that. You know, okay, okay. You were calling yourself fat. That's not nice. Be nicer to yourself. No, but it's it's like <laughs> I'm sorry. You're aware of it. So now you're saying, okay, like I do have a weight problem. Like I'm trying to lose weight. So now that's in your conscious awareness. So now like the next time you go to eat and you're like, Well, should I have McDonald's or should I, you know, eat some healthier foods, you know, or whatever. Eat a little cleaner. Mm-hmm. now it's in your awareness so you're aware of it so you're aware of your issue you can work towards it and even if it's like cutting out one shitty meal a week at least there's like a little bit of awareness where you feel like 
you're making and those like small steps make a lot more progress than you think like i have always had this like it's hard for me to change like (laughs) it really is and it feel it always feels like terrifying to me like to make big big choices or big changes in my life but like little like like little things little changes actually make a big difference like even you know like I don't know, like drink, drink an extra glass of water every day, yo, like (laughs) drink a little more water than you usually do. It's not going to change your life, but it's like a step towards like saying like, I'm not powerless, you know, like I can change my shit. I can do something different. Um, And like proving that to yourself, I think is like really valuable, you know, like I always think like I can't handle it. Right. But like when I start to you know do like little things <laughs> um it yeah. makes, like i start being able to prove to myself that i can handle it i'm not like powerless over like whatever the thing might be whether it's like i don't know whatever well, um, and then when you're aware you can be honest with like what's going on with you, you know, yeah as you a place to be honest you know and that's all it is is like really just looking at yourself and seeing like what you know, everybody's working through stuff. It's like, just what do you have to work on? Like, what what are your, you know, what are your your issues? Uh, like, what are your goals? Yeah. You know, and I feel like back to the sex is like I feel like you really start to it ma- to me it manifests faster and it works through faster when you like what's a deeper, more connecting experience than that sex. You know, mm-hmm. and then if you're working God or spirit into the act, it's like it's almost like they're guiding you. You know, yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. I think, like, yeah, bring God into your sex life. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, that sounds so crazy because, like, but I think I think you know one of the things like Sarah was talking about was, um you know, she grew up Mormon and like, you know, sex is this like sacred thing between a man and a woman who are married. And that is it. Like there's, you know, uh, and I I feel like they're very like conservative, like cover your body. Like you're not going to, you know, you, you dress very modestly, especially as a woman, like, um, and all of that, like repression of like, normal sexuality like that's not of god you know like that isn't i mean i don't know the bible may like the bible might say whatever about it i don't or the book of mormon or whatever might say certain things but like as far as i understand a man wrote that wrote those books so like i don't know like that's not the word of god in my eyes like i don't know it just doesn't i feel like a healthy relationship to your sexuality is is holy and is sacred but what happens is it gets warped into this like taboo thing that's like not okay and it's not natural and it and that's why like you know we have all this <laughs> you know priests raping little kids and like that sort of thing like i feel like all of that <clears throat> um you know the rhetoric around sexuality in within the church like literally causes a lot of like 
just like horrible criminal like weird sexual behavior like and i'm not talking about like bdsm i'm talking about like or whatever you know <laughs> um but that's a weird tangent to go on but i do think that there is like there is something holy and sacred about sex and religion just like doesn't teach you that and yeah. i think like well, sarah's I- story was so interesting because she had to like rediscover god she had to rediscover her sexuality like you know from coming from a place of like you know the total opposite right like i don't know i just thought she was so interesting yeah well it's like you the funny thing is is like the more you wake up and become aware you realize like a lot of the things that are kind of like controlled or like restricted are the things that will free you the most right of course and why else would that be unless it's like religion is just a form like yeah why don't you want us to fuck right yeah (laughs) oh but i mean like anything like why like think about the basic tenement of like even catholicism you think you know the pope is supposed to be the person who's like most connected to god like why like why do you need somebody else to connect to talk to to god i i say that all the time yeah like why why can't I just talk to God? I don't understand. Like, since I was a little kid, I didn't understand. Like, I never understood that. Um, same. Like, I never understood that. And that's, like, that's the most basic thing. It's, like, I could talk to God all day. Like, why do I need to go to a priest? Like, he's not more connected than me. Mm-hmm. You know, your own connection is based off of you. It's so that. hypocritical. Like, all it's like so much of it is hypocritical like we're made in god's image yet like you're not <laughs> you you don't have direct access <laughs> to god even that's though i am god like i don't understand yeah. you know well that's what always bothered me is like you're made in god's image but you're you're fucked up <laughs> you know yeah. like, oh you're a sinner oh like or whatever <laughs> like even like you think about gays or like you know, oh yeah, we, you made a funny joke about that. <laughs> God yeah. loves everybody except the gays. Well, that's what it, it makes no sense. Like it just critically thinking, like, yeah, by God, I am gay. He doesn't care about like, you know, it's like so stupid. It doesn't even make sense. No, yeah. it doesn't make sense, and and I think that that is like, you know. I don't know. Like, I feel like I've always realized that like whatever, whatever spiritual connection I have, it can't be like put in a box because I just refuse to subscribe to like certain ideologies and like certain belief systems that like don't make fucking sense to me. Because I think like, I think if you say something like, out loud you can feel if it's true or not right like yeah you can feel it like in your body like this like you know do i have an iron deficiency or something like you can say something like that you could probably feel like an answer come to you like through you and i mean i'm not saying whatever but that's a weird example but i think i have an iron deficiency (laughs) is what i'm getting at but anyway like I just, yeah, I think, I think you can feel if something's true or not. And so much of like the stuff that like you would hear in church. Um, oh, I swear to God, I saw like a sign on like just 
a church sign and it was saying like seeking more sinners or something and and I was like that's such a weird fucking way to like get people to come to your church like <laughs> like seeking more sinners it sounds like a you know seeking yeah. sinners sounds like um you know like a dating app <laughs> um, for yeah, like it's, it's like oh uh i just masturbated all right I, <laughs> yeah like what like like i don't know who are you trying to reach there and yeah and i just don't think god like looks at us all like fucking sinners like i don't think god i think god looks at us as like his children or whatever you know like i don't i mean if god looks at us at all i don't know but <clears throat> um I don't, yeah, I just don't, does that, that doesn't feel, that doesn't resonate with me. It doesn't feel true. You know, like that's what people always say, you know, on like TikTok, if you get a tarot reading, like take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And like, that's how I treat religion. Um, yeah. And I, like, I find the the kernels of truth in, well, what, in whatever, I always, but. I always think like, you know, this is kind of new agey Esther Hicks, you know, like something that I always loved from Abraham Hicks. Um, if you're not familiar with her, check her out. But it's she's like the she's like the godmother of like the secret, you know? And something that I love that she always said that I kind of use to this day is like your emotions are your guidance system. So like right. if, mm-hmm. if we're high vibration, like we're doing this podcast, I'm having fun. Like this is aligned with who I am as a person. Right. Like the higher you feel when you do something, the more it's aligned with like who you are, like your purpose, you know, who your soul is. Like, so even when I don't want to do this podcast and I go and do it, (laughs) I like it, like even on like, which is crazy. I have something in my brain, I swear to God, that like tells me. I don't want to do something that I actually really want to do. Like there's, you know, like I'll be like, should I go for a walk? No. Even though like, I would really like to go for, you know, I don't know. There's like, it's like a punishment system. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, but like even on days when I'm like not feeling trying to do the podcast or I feel like I have nothing to say, I come on and I do it and I always leave like feeling better, feeling better and feeling like excited for people to listen to it. Um, you know yeah i don't think i'm super like wise or that i whatever but i i, I would listen to this podcast like i would listen <laughs> to people talk shit like yeah. you know about this kind of stuff yeah <clears throat> so but yeah I think, I-, I think that's absolutely true like your emotions are your guidance system and if something like feels good yeah but back like, to like even the religion so it's like if you hear something like when you would hear a priest say, oh, you're going to burn in hell for this or that. Yeah, it's that like, doesn't fucking feel good to hear. No yeah, it doesn't that. resonate. It doesn't feel like it's the truth, you know, when you hear it. So it's like, I always just use that. So like, if I feel like this is making me feel a certain way, it's because it's not the truth. It's not true. I Okay. Have you ever heard of um, A Course in Miracles? It's like a book. Yeah, I I, I, ne- I never really got into it, but I've heard of it. Okay, so I I'm trying. I'm working through it. So <clears throat> it's like it's there. It's a book. It's sort of like a spiritual, any kind of spiritual text or whatever. Um, but then there's a workbook. So it has it has like 
a year's worth of exercises and you do one exercise a day <laughs> and I've been doing this I'm on like day four <laughs> yeah. um, but it's really interesting and it's it's like a lot of stuff like you know it's a lo- I feel like it you know there's a lot of like spiritual teachers out there who are echoing like things that this book like probably you know like you know, I don't know it's, it's very clear and like the new agey kind of like spiritual whatever whatever that like either like a lot of those ideas came from this book or this book somehow like you know put them all together into one thing but yeah. it feels very true to me like I haven't so far read anything that was like like read anything or any of the exercises like that felt like bad or I don't know it's just very gentle and it feels like good and sometimes like the exercises I'm kind of like well like it warns you that you know some of it might feel like scary or like whatever but the point is not to like do it perfectly or to like um it's just it's like you're just testing out these ideas and over the course of a year I think it sort of helps transform like you into a person who believes that they can like create their own reality and you know is like and and understands like how like what's aligned with them and what's not and like you can't like it says things like you can't lose anything um like you know (laughs) there's nothing that like there's no like you there's no loss because like anything that's like taken from you was not meant for you like things like that is not a direct quote at all but (laughs) that's like the kind those are the kinds of concepts that like you know it the idea is like you're gonna like release some of your attachments to like the bullshit of the world so you can become more like connected to yourself and to god and and you know discover like how much power you actually have because like a lot of (laughs) a lot of what's taught in other religious texts or spiritual texts is like the idea that you don't have power and that you are you are born a fucking sinner and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, and I don't know. I just, I, I like, I like it so far. I don't know. I, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, I'll let y'all know how it goes, I guess. It's actually weird. Cause I was just, I mean, this is probably going to sound even weirder, but I was, I always like, um, the book of Job, like, it always bothered me. I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Job. <laughs> yes, I am. Like I know, like one of the yeah. I I don't know a lot about the Bible, but I know a couple of those stories. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar, was, familiar with I, Job. Like I took in college, I took like a religious reading reading and writing course. It was like a part of my English major, mm-hmm. and we read the Book of Job. And the Book of Job always bothered me because if you're not familiar with the Book of Job. Basically, um, the book of Job is like God and this adversary. It's not necessarily, I guess it's the devil, but, and basically God wages Job's soul with the devil and says, basically, I could do anything to Job, but he's such a follower that he'll never lose faith in me. And basically he like, he takes everything away, right? Like he, he takes everything away. His family, you know, his food, his, uh, he had like a farm, animals, 
you know, everything, his riches. I think he was like a successful businessman, whatever. And basically the God, God proves that, yeah, he's not going to leave him. Mm-hmm. The kicker of the whole story that always bothered me. Oh, I've, I've heard you say this. Go ahead though. <laughs> was that he, God gave, after they finished the wager or whatever, God gave Joe back his stuff. But he gave him like he gave him a new family. Yeah, the old family's still gone though. Sorry about the that. Old gone. <laughs> he gave him like new things, but not exactly what he had. It, it always like bothered. Did, was it an upgrade? Like, was the wife hotter? Do I don't know. I didn't say like I don't know. <laughs> but like, it always bothered me. It's just like, oh, we're just like. It made me feel like when you read that, like you're just like almost like food for the gods, you know, like we're just like entertainment for the gods or whatever. But recently I've been thinking about it and it's like, if you almost look at that, like uh, this is probably going to sound weird, but like from a more like uh, less dualistic nature, mm-hmm. you know, it's like in a way, is it saying that like your connection to God is the most important thing? And like these other things, although, you know, obviously you're talking about people and their souls and stuff, but it's like all these other things, like if we're part of this super consciousness that really is just like, we're all experiencing different physical vessels and we're really all God, like does all that matter is that we like have this connection to God and nothing else really matters. Nothing else matters. That's what I think. I mean, I don't like. I don't, obviously can't like live my life day to day thinking that nothing matters. But I think that ultimately, like nothing, nothing you do or don't do or have or don't have can like change like anything. And no, yeah. like no choice you make is going to like send you to heaven or send you to hell or. Or even like, a, you know, no, no choice, no single choice you make is going to like ruin your life or make your life like, you know, everything is temporary. So like, how can anything matter? You know, I don't know. Is that cynical to think like that? Or do you? <laughs> no, like, I think like when you let go of like the, see, it's like, it's almost like all, everything in this reality is like a double edged sword. It's like, when you mm-hmm. do, like, get rid of these attachments, that's when you become like God to me because mm-hmm. everything flows. It's the physical, like, attachment of, like, oh, I need this money or I need this relationship or I need this or that or this house, this car, whatever. I need to, like, yeah, everything, will be, everything go, will be fine when, you know, it, the if, when, like kind of i have this like i think of it as kind of like a complex like when i start thinking like everything will be okay when or if like if or when (laughs) something or other some other thing occurs or like that's a fallacy every time like if you're thinking i'll feel better when i you know i will be happier when or I need this to be happy. Like any of like, that's always a lie. Like it's just not, it just never works like that. And I think that 
like that that's such a trap like an ego trap you know what i mean yeah but like um you know some the reason i was thinking about that too is like Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, you know, I've been having different experiences in my Mm -hmm. own life with my own, my wife and, you know, tying it back to like sexual experiences. It's like when you feel like your cup is always full, it's like you, you, it doesn't leave room to be attached to anything. Okay. That's an interesting way of uh, that's an interesting way of putting it. Okay, so what do you mean by that? Like, I've just been obviously doing more like connecting to the divine through like sexual experiences, and I feel like I've never felt this full like fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, so like, like you. <clears throat> So what you're saying is you feel like less, like you feel fulfilled in your life. So you're not attached as much to like anything. Wah, wah, wah. I want to get the fuck out of New York and the hustle and the yeah, <laughs> like, like, like those thoughts have kind of quieted, like those kinds of things. Like, is that what you mean? Yeah. Like when your cup is full, it's like you're at peace. You're at peace. Okay. You're like, I don't so. think I'm at peace then. I would say I'm not. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I don't think I'm. I'm guessing a lot of people aren't. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I'm just. I'm just being honest. Like I, I know I'm not there, and I know my cup isn't full, and I have like things I'm stressed. Like I mean, I had, like I got so upset the other day because like a tree fell on my car and like dented the hood, and I just paid off my car, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like the one thing that I've accomplished. Like it's like the one like. Yeah, material thing it was a big deal it was i mean it took me like six or seven years to pay it off like it was it was a big deal for me and like my yeah, grown-up like, adult that, life that tells me that you're like so attached to i'm that. so attached to the car and i was like god is gonna i i as soon yeah. as as soon as i started having this reaction about like being pissed about the tree falling in my car <laughs> yeah. i mean it's okay like it wasn't a whole tree it was just like a big ass limb it's into the hood i can probably fix it the paint scratch like whatever it's not that bad <clears throat> but but it just felt like such a like it did it felt it felt like a fuck you from god <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, like I literally, when you said it, I feel like I saw like God as like Rick James. Okay, like, I love Rick James, so that makes sense. Fuck your car, you know, like. No, that is such a Rick James kind of move. Yeah, and maybe I, he's a like, god. I don't know. I think, <laughs> it's, but it's like you're. It's almost like you're hyper focused on it. That's why it manifested. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I like I felt it coming, like, and I had so much anxiety even like the day that it happened. Like we just had bad storms and like really, like really super high winds. Apparently, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> babe, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of like a wind storm, but that's what happened. We had like eighty mile an hour winds, and like, I mean, like, yeah, there's like three big ass trees in my yard that have like fallen over. Um, <laughs> because yeah. of like the strong wind so it's no wonder that one fell on my car um, it, but I could feel like the anxiety building all day and be like you know please like don't fucking like don't destroy my car you know yeah. um, 
<laughs> I was like, that's the one thing that proves like I'm a real grown up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like I need this thing to prove that I'm a real adult. Like I don't know. I was so yeah, like, I, I totally manifested back, it. You sit back and like really think about it, like and like think about your awareness. Like you're focusing on the car. You're focusing on that being like your defining you know like a defining moment a defiant you know like your one thing i mean i was proud of paying it off like i did feel like yeah i of course like it did feel like a i don't know to me it felt like an accomplishment so it makes sense that i'm attached to it you know but it's like at the same time like it doesn't matter like it just does like it's not it doesn't define me as a person like <laughs> you know like no one's like it's a Toyota Corolla, y'all. Like, it's <laughs> it's not, like, it's not, I don't know, whatever. It's not a Rolls Royce or something. But, like, even, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's just, it doesn't even matter what it is. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, it shouldn't, it made me very aware that, like, it, uh, I was very aware of, like, the attachment that I clearly have uh, to it and how, like, kind of useless that attachment is. Like, it. I mean, it does. It gets me around. Like, I'm glad for that. It, it's gotten me to and from jobs. It's driven across the country. Like, I don't know, more times than I can, like, count. But it's, <laughs> you know, beyond it being, like, a vehicle that serves a purpose. Like, I don't, there's not, like, a, <laughs> there's nothing useful about being so attached to it and, like, like letting it, you know, define me i guess um that being said i am grateful for my car (laughs) and i really don't want to like lose it (laughs) um but yeah like it it did it was like such a clear kind of like i mean i was upset in the moment and annoyed in the moment because like who doesn't get annoyed when something like gets fucked up you know i mean i'm a human i'm not just like an angel walking around like you may think (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like it pissed me off and it annoyed me, but I it I also think it was like a lesson in like yeah, attachment and 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 what purpose does that attachment serve? Like you know what well, I mean? Like, well, like think about it. Think about like just think in general, right? Like anything that you're like like say your goal is like to manifest maybe like living in a community that's like a homestead and like, um, you know, you're really centered around your community and you don't really have a job necessarily. Right. Love that. Yes. Okay. So think about (laughs) that right now. That's say that's, we're going to say that's your goal manifestation. Right. If everything works out, that's what you would want to do. Live off the land have like some sort of spiritual community that like is community based, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. I just so want to yeah, have friends, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but just like, think about that, right? So okay. right now that's your goal. Okay. Uh-huh. Now you're living your day-to-day life right now. You're not really sure what you want to do. Right. But you're searching for say a job, blah, blah, blah. You want a job. Maybe you want a relationship, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. you're you're setting these goals of like other manifestations that actually in a way indirectly are contrary to like your main goal. Right? 
Because if you're living in a community, you're not going to have some like nine to five job. Probably not. Right. I, the goal is to not have a nine to five job. I mean, okay. But either way, what I'm shit. saying is that you're telling the universe in a way two different things. Yes. And then you're getting frustrated because they're not flowing. Yeah. You know, like you're having steps towards some of them, you know? Yeah. But it's not flowing. I think I've, I think what you're saying is like dream bigger. Right. No, well, what I'm saying is like, you have to like, if you want something, like you have to be focused on that. Like the issue, right. comes in, this is trying to tie it kind of into your car is like the issue comes in is like your parents, society, whatever is telling you like, oh, you need a job. Like you're, you, you went to college, you, you, you have bills, you have to survive in this social structure we live yeah, in. Yeah, you need financial security is the is yeah, the, is my job. hang up like Yeah. You need a job. To so to be I, free I need this and that and the other thing. Yeah, okay. We don't have to harp on the fact that I don't have a job. No, I'm not harping. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm trying to show you that I hear you. I hear you. I'm sorry. That like your 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 programming and all that stuff is making you feel bad because like you're not manifesting the job but the, in essence the truth of who you are doesn't want that job right yeah <laughs> it so, doesn't like, and i don't so and i don't want you're gonna it. have like, this, you're always gonna have this like internal conflict because you're fighting the the truth of who you are with like who you think you should be again i fucking hate you <laughs> No, I don't. Man, I don't hate you at all. You, but you're so right. You're exactly right. Like, there's so many things that, like, I feel like I'm supposed to do and I need to do, and like, I feel like I should be focused on, but I'm not. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't actually like. It doesn't feel honest to me. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel like natural. Uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like when I, you know, car, like if you're living in a community off grid, like. Yeah, it's nice to have a car, but, like, do you need it? I mean, yeah, no. No, I wouldn't probably. Not not as badly as I do. Like, not as much as I do now. So, like, like the universe is trying to tell you, like, you're not going to need a car. Yeah, no, I hear that. I definitely... Uh, I receive that. I definitely... I, I get it. I, I do think I'm it not, was I'm kind of sure. like a... I'm not trying to a sign or something. It was it was supposed to teach me something. Um and I'm still kind of working it out. But I thought about it, I was like, I could probably just lift the hood up and like pop the dent out. You could totally do that. (laughs) Take a plunger. What? Take a plunger. That's that's what I've I've seen people do that on the internet. And I'm like I've actually seen people do it with like suction dildos too. With what? (laughs) Nothing. Nothing. Wait, what did you say? Nothing. I said something. I want to hear what you said. I didn't hear you. You sound far away. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) You know, that's uh, amazing. I do not have one of those, (laughs) but I I do have a plunger. Yeah. Try a plunger. See if it pops. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll do that after this. Like I, because I kind, I honestly do feel like I, I could probably, just like lift the hood up, like and 
pop it out like from underneath you know like I just realized that when I was driving the other day like it's probably not that bad I could probably mostly like fix it but a plunger is a good idea too I don't know it doesn't matter like it really I mean I I guess to me it just like looks trashy (laughs) and like the appearance really doesn't matter because the car totally functions like thank god the windshield didn't crack or something because like that's very expensive to fix but um i don't know like it just doesn't it it matters much less to me than it did in the moment you know yeah um and that's how everything kind of is like i'll be having i'm sure you know this you've noticed this about me like i'll get real worked up about something and and it'll cause me to have a bad day and i'll be like oh my god i'm having such a bad day like this dumb thing happened (laughs) but then the next day like i don't give a fuck and it's like it almost never happened um like i think that's a good quality i mean not the getting so worked up part but the ability to let go and not and not care i think is a good quality but then why get worked up in the first place you know (sighs) i don't know because that's like (laughs) that's what you know that's that's what I see other people doing, I guess. Like, that's what, you know, kind of gets modeled, like, for everyone in the world, you know, like, yeah. in society. Like, like <clears throat> if you, like, watch reality TV shows, you see people getting, like, really fucking pissed off and angry and, like, fighting over, like, the dumbest bullshit. Like, I love reality TV. Don't get me wrong. But like, if you ever watch like the bachelor, for instance, it's like all the girls are crying all the time <laughs> like over like, you know, a TV show. What What is a TV show? And what, you know, it, it does like lead to marriage sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't. And it's mostly like, doesn't fucking matter. Like it's just yeah, a platform it's, for people who want to be in the entertainment industry or whatever it's not like it's not real like it's all manipulated and and contrived you know but like (laughs) it's like this thing that like you think that you're supposed to be upset by certain things like you know say like okay for instance like the bachelor right it's this one guy he's dating like 30 women and he essentially like kicks them off one at you know one or two at a time over the course of five or six weeks and like decides to marry one of them right like that's the concept of the bachelor (laughs) but but like okay first of all i mean i do believe that you can like fall in love with someone in five weeks like that's fine yeah right but but you don't like what'd you say you really think so Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you can fall in love with somebody at, at first sight. Like, Oh, my God. You don't think that? Uh, I'm, I don't know. I, <clears throat> you really I think, think I'm easy to fall. I like, guess easy I, for me to fall like in love with My reaction is just telling you how I feel, but like, you really <laughs> think, like, you, like, can, see, like, that's the, I think that's like the whole fast food thing, too. It's like, how do you really know what somebody's about? Like, I, I feel like you have to, like, feel into them. Like, you can't just see somebody and be like, that's the person. Yes, you can. I don't know. I, 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 think, don't... I, I, think, I think that there's, like, I mean, maybe they're not the person forever and ever and until death do you part or whatever. But, but I think that, like, you can, I think you can, 
meet someone and know that they're meant to be in your life. Um, no, I mean, you could meet somebody and feel somebody's energy and be like, oh, there's definitely like some sort of connection. Connection, yeah. But that is, I guess that doesn't mean that like you should marry them, perhaps. <laughs> I was going to make a point, though, just about, oh, just about the fact that like, you know, it's, yeah, you, <laughs> there's no, like, the, you know, it's sort of a, a, there's no use crying over spilled milk kind of thing. Like, why are you so upset about this man that like, you have a one in 30 chance of marrying or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, there's no need to like put all this pressure and get, get so worked up over something that like, isn't real and isn't true. And, you know, I think one of the exercises, like the, maybe the first exercise in a course in miracles, um, it was like to go like starting kind of with what like is immediately in front of you. Like, you know, probably like, I don't know, like right now I'm holding a microphone. And so I would like, <clears throat> I would start with like the microphone that I'm holding and say like, this microphone means nothing. And then you keep, you keep going like further. Like, so the next thing is like the computer or, um, you know, my, like, you know, my, my hoodie, like whatever, like you go around and you just like look at everything and you do this exercise where you say like this means nothing this means nothing this <laughs> this has no meaning this has no meaning you know like this door has no meaning this tree has no meaning like this uh car has no meaning and you like you kind of go through like everything in your visual just like indiscriminately like whatever you're looking at you know this dead uh <laughs> you know this dead plant on my porch means nothing it, it you know the fact that the plant died means nothing like none none of it means anything and um i guess the, the point is to kind of you know feel how it feels to consider the fact that none of it's real and has no meaning and also to make you aware of like how you're emotionally attaching to things like so like I don't have a whole lot of feelings about <laughs> I don't feel like particularly attached to like the cup of coffee over here but I do feel particular I do feel some like it reflects on me in some type of way that like I let this plant die you know like it <laughs> yeah. like so, for some reason I have a feeling about that um and and to just like explore the idea that it doesn't really matter and it doesn't def- it doesn't like it doesn't really mean anything that the plant died. Like sometimes that happens. It's not, it's not a reflection on me and my ability as like a <laughs> caretaker or whatever. Like, no. um, anyway, I just think that's like interesting. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was good because I, I was kind of made like hyper aware of like what matters to me and like why, like how, you know, how I feel inside when I'm saying like something means nothing. Like, if I say that about my dog, right, like, I don't like the way it feels to say, like, he means nothing because he does mean a lot to me. Like, I love my dog, you know, yeah. <laughs> or my cat yeah, or whatever. But, like, what do you what do you think, like, love is? Mm. What do I think love is? Mm-mm. Come on. Uh, <laughs> what about this? Well, I think I think of it differently than maybe I used to. I think I used to think love was like something that makes me feel like I felt love when something made me feel good about myself or 
made me feel good in general and i think i think love is probably something is more of like a it's like a higher <laughs> like spiritual like connection to god or something something i love something that makes me feel like well you used to whatever think was, right you used to think it was that what made you feel good or whatever right right or what changed like what's in your mind well, i think i just understand that it's not like love is something that's like always accessible and you could not you could have nothing and still feel love like it's something it's just it's like something you can access it's something that comes from like above whatever like it comes from out there in the in the heavens or whatever you want to say like it's just something you have you have within you that you can share and you can attract maybe but like it's not something that like it doesn't come from an external source you know like it's it's mm. always there and always accessible if you want to access it yeah does that make sense like i i don't i'm not i'm not saying that always like <laughs> works like i you know obviously like it doesn't always like feel like that or work like that but i don't i don't think it's the same like i don't know yeah i mean like I you can't know. take something away and like have less love in your heart you know like i there's nothing i could lose that would cause me to be like less of a like have less capability or capacity for love like we have an infinite capacity for love, you know? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I mean, I think. What do you think it I, is? I don't know. Like, I, I want, you know, I love my wife, but I think that's like, in a way, it's more of a learn. This is probably going to sound bad, but it's more of a learned love in a sense, because you're like, you're connecting to somebody and like you're you're being vulnerable with each other and you're mm -hmm. like accepting all aspects of the person i think like love is just to me is like acceptance unconditionally you know like seeing people where they're at yeah seeing their good seeing their bad and accepting them for who they are fully no absolutely what. yeah but in terms of like, that's more of a learn to me, like, yeah, you have moments of like intense love, obviously when you're dating and you're really like enjoying each other and you're having this love <laughs> to me, that's, that's one kind of version of love. Right. right? Yeah. Um, like we feel like we're having so much fun. We get along so well, we have so much in common, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, but like, that's like, like kind of, that's just, yeah. Like that's like, level one or level two or something surface love where like a learn more learned love is like you experience like ups and downs with somebody you have like contrast you have people changing over time in different ways and you kind of look at them and still have an appreciation for all aspects of who they are yeah I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think in a lot of my, like, relationships, 
like or okay even just dating like right like <clears throat> I can be a really like I'm a cool person to date because I'll just totally pretend to be interested in your interests. I'll just like, like, Oh, I like hockey. Like, let's, you know, like whatever. Um, That's real. No, no. Because it's just like, it's just me trying to like fit in the box that like this person, I'm trying to be the person this person wants me to be so that they'll love me. Right. Like or in my head, that's how how it works. Are you ever really truly being loved? No. And that always sticks with, like, that. that's always in your head, like, because, like, when my true crazy comes out, which it eventually does, <laughs> like, when my, when my, when the worst version of Ruby comes out eventually yeah, at some point, it's, it's not, it's who I am, but it's not, it is not received with love, like, it's not accepted. Yeah, but and, if you and accept it, it, you're judging it before you even say it, but if you accept that you're crazy sometimes... Well, I think that's what I'm working towards is like yeah. is accepting that like I would like to find someone who understands that like I have a crazy side like I have a crazy bitch like inside of me and like yeah, I think a lot of you know everyone does that's that's the other thing is like I've seen I have <clears throat> I feel like I have embraced people you know and and all of the parts of who they are but i i have a hard time believing that someone could do that for me in return and so i think that that's like what i attract is people who can't do that for me in return you know like because i just don't <laughs> i <th> i've <clears throat> this is something i've been working out actually being alone this is like where that comes in i think is like learning to just be like okay with my my crazy ass like on my own and not feel like I need to have it validate, like I need to be validated by someone else to feel okay with me, you know? Yeah. Like I need to like, I have had to like <clears throat> sit with myself and learn to be like cool with me, how I am, even when I'm not good. Um, if that makes sense. No. And yeah. like that, I think when I do probably eventually go find a partner out in the world, whether it's like, <laughs> you know the kind of guy who will get my name tattooed on his neck or it's like an actual partner partner like life partner <laughs> it'll yeah. be like it'll be real because like i've taken the time to like love like love myself and accept myself so of course i will think that someone will love and accept me fully because i know i have that to give to other people i just don't i've never quite taken like figured out how to give it to myself if that makes sense yeah, yeah. totally it's beautiful <laughs> I, think, no, I mean i think it's you know except i think like you have to quiet all the other voices you know like the true essence of who you are does love you it's yeah the, it's the other yeah no i wouldn't that's the other thing is like <clears throat> i had a I kind of went through like a whatever uh, an ego death spiritual awakening and I got a tarot reading around the same time and she asked me this very like <laughs> pointed question which was like I was like going on and on about all this stuff that was like plaguing me right it was like just a lot of stuff I was like really struggling with and the tarot reader asked like um well, it's actually Naomi who was on our podcast like a few weeks ago. <laughs> so you should go check out that episode because she's really cool. But um, it's, what, 
I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was something along the lines of like, but would you ch- like, would you go back and change any of it? And I was, and I said, no, like, like, would you, you know, would you do anything differently? Like, do you have any regrets was essentially the question. And I was like, no, like I, I like who I am. I like, you know, what I've like the, all of the experiences I've had have gotten me to be the person I am. And I'm okay with that. And I like that. And I wouldn't change it because I didn't think about it. You know, I just answered like immediately, you know, I was just like, no, I wouldn't change any of it. And that was like this aha moment where I was like, okay, well, if I wouldn't change any of it, then why am I sitting here being sad about it? Like, (laughs) you know, like why am I sitting here giving it this energy or allowing it to drain me of, of my like, love and life force or whatever if you know in reality like I like who I am and I wouldn't change any of it I know that's deep down but there's just a lot of there's a lot of chatter in my brain that I think kind of I don't know if you relate to having that like internal dialogue all the time of like what you should be doing or what like yeah, I mean, you should be or whatever but i, I definitely like, have that calm down a lot huh i said i do but i think it's just calm it's calmed down a lot okay you know because i think i've made i'm not a hundred percent but i made peace i think that internal a lot of the internal judgment comes from like your parents yeah you're their voices and that yeah. it's a super ego, which yeah, for most like, people is their parents. Yeah, and then like once you confront them and you realize like, you know, like you it's acceptance of self. Like you realize you're doing the best you can and like where you are is where you are. And mm-hmm. and you're an individual, like you're not any of these other people, you know, like that you know, you're not I think that is a thing for me too, like Want, like wanting to be who someone else wants me to be rather than like wanting to be myself and feeling like the fe- the sense of obligation I have to like live up to other people's expectations is exhausting <laughs> you know but it's like at the same time I can't shut down who I actually am and what I really do want out of life and I always choose that like I I like maybe not maybe not as quickly as maybe I should but I always end up choosing me over like whatever someone else thinks like you know what I mean like well you like you want I mean I think a big part of it is like like I remember certain points that like kind of like things clicked for me okay and then I realized once they clicked like it made perfect sense and then like for example like um you know i've always been trying to bridge the gap from doing the blue collar stuff to doing the spiritual work right right somebody jessa reed actually is the person who told me like to stop hiding from like that aspect like why can't like you don't know how unique you are being a blue collar man who's a medium yeah no it's super cool that's a super cool like niche that you found but like i never thought of it like that you know yeah and like think about it like that's me being authentically who i am because that's who i am i am a blue collar man who's a medium you know so it's like 
once you make that connection, you're like, wow, like it resonates. Like I understand, like this is who I am. Yeah. But then I think to myself, like, like who am I authentically? Like, you know, and it's like, then you start to see things like, oh, maybe you judged or actually like who it's almost like you're, you're judging these things that are actually your strengths. Yes. Yeah. Like whether it's you being, you know, more emotional about things, like that's who you are. Like that's, I am. I'm super emotional about things. And I think I can like, that's something I can accept about myself, I guess. But then the way that it looks sometimes is gross. Like, (laughs) you you know, like those, it's like me doing mediumship. Like I understand mediumship. I know how to like break it down. Yes. To teach people. Right. But like, maybe there's something with emotion that like you can get to a depth that I can't. So you have a hyper, you have these more emotions, but it's like, you have a better understanding than me. So like you yeah, can- I do. I have an understanding of like emotions and other, I like I can read somebody all day. Like I can. What I'm saying, so I can look at someone things- and know how they fucking feel. You know, yeah, I have like in a back of your head. You also judge yourself about your emotions. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I do. So like the more you learn to like accept these things that you might consider like a problem, they're actually they turn to a strength. Okay. Yeah. So- I mean, I I I like. like I understand that on a level of like like on a surface level like I do believe that's true but then when it actually comes down to it I think I I think that's the part of myself that I try to hide I don't do it successfully of course because I think when you try to hide things they are like illuminated even more I don't think anybody (laughs) does because it's the, the it's who you are at the the base level it's like not going to change you know the birds so are echoing way. what i just what what we're saying right now they're like call call you know yeah. no, <laughs> they're like uh you're onto something here bitch no um, but it's like it's like that never is going to go away like i'm never going to be like more of a like man's man i'm not going to be a guy in like a tunic with a ponytail oh my god i'm glad you're not i wouldn't no, but know. like there was a part of me. That, <laughs> no, but there was a part of me that like wanted to be that like spiritual person, you know, like yeah, like, that, that's who I had to be for people to accept me. As, no, like, you're person. way more like punk rock than that, you know. <laughs> like, no, I know, but like for a while, like I didn't see it like that because I was always around, like you know, when you're in these circles, everybody's always like love and light, you know, love like, and light, and yeah, fucking tunics are ugly. <laughs> I'm good, you know, love and light is good, but it's not the essence of who I am. I'm more of like uh grindier, you know. Like, You're a New Yorker. Yeah. 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 Like, not, of course you're not love and light. Um no, but I think I'm blunt and I like say things a certain way that, you know, maybe I could reach people who somebody who's like love and light that wouldn't reach, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the same thing. Like, I think being blunt is a super admirable. Like, I mean, my my very best friend in the world is the most, like, she's Scorpio. <laughs> she's super blunt. Like, she can be very harsh and she can, like, hurt your feelings. But, like, 
she really like leans into that. I think, I think she, and she has like the best heart. Like she's super loyal. Like she's such a good friend, but, but she will straight up tell you what she thinks about whatever, you know, like, I I think I talked to you about this. Like I want, I want the kind of friends who will be like that outfits ugly. You have a booger in your nose. Like, you know, like I don't want the kind of friend who's like, I don't want to embarrass her. (laughs) Like I'm not going to tell her that her outfit's ugly. Like, no, tell me, like, please tell me, be honest. I think that's a strength and I admire it a lot. And I try to like, I try to kind of like lean into that. But I think what I have a skill in is saying things that are hard for people to hear in a way that they can like receive them because I'm sensitive to like how they feel. And I, I understand like that this is a hard thing for them to like face about themselves. And this is why I was like a good social worker and I was like really good. Like I worked on like a suicide hotline and people would call in and like whatever. But I think like my, one of my strengths is like, breaking things down in a way that people can hear it without being like without being like harsh or mean (laughs) because I don't like I don't love like that's not natural to me like being I mean I can I can be mean for sure but (laughs) that's not like naturally how I talk to people and interact especially with like strangers or or people I don't know very well like I think I have a way of like being able to say something that they wouldn't want to hear in a way that they can like receive it and understand it you know what i mean well even like if you break it down from like even like a spiritual aspect right so you're i'll use me for an example because i feel like i'm picking on you um it's like not no but like all right so that inner dialogue most of the time or the super ego is your parents right now if you think about it like what your parents are judging you, you know, if you look at your kids as like your lesson, right? Your parents are judging you based off of the lesson that you're teaching them. Like they're judging you based on how they judge themselves, kind of? Say like for me, like I'm an Aquarius, my mom's a Leo, my dad's a Taurus. All right. Breaking down to simplify it as most as possible. My mom always judge me for being different you know because she's a leo she's always like rule-based role-based you know yeah he judged me the most for that for being like different for being different being outside the box thinking differently expressing myself differently having different views that are contrary to like the consensus reality yeah i definitely relate to that my mom's a gemini so very judgy (laughs) but also she's a she's a leo rising yeah so even more judgy (laughs) you know so i don't know like that's so that's her my lesson for her is to maybe break down some of her ideologies you know she's yeah she's super like so that's why i incarnated to her because that's right. her lesson, say. We're making this very simplified, obviously. Right. Dad, no, I hear what you're saying, though. My dad's a Taurus. So he's very, like, um, stoic. And he's old school. You know, he, never show your emotions. He used to always tell me, never show my emotions. Stuff like that. He, he told you not to show your emotions. I feel like all boys get taught that. And that's such a, like, that's every woman's problem yeah. with every man ever. Is like... <laughs> 
yeah, but, but me, like, I'm, I always was very sensitive. I always had emotions, you know, stuff like that. Now, I'm just, think about this. So they're programming me to do the contrary to who I am. Right. Right. So that's the voice in my head, right? But in truth, me being different is a strength and me being a man's man who's sensitive is a strength. Absolutely. I think so. So like all these, you think about it, it's like a perfect setup of like how to evolve and how to learn is like you have to fight those to voices. To be who you are. Be who you are. But then once you step into who you are authentically, you're so much more empowered because you have, it, it's like the switch happens where you start to believe like this is who I am. Yeah. It's like, it's like I was saying earlier about like, you know, feeling like you can make change and and kind of training yourself to do that by just like changing little things in your day to day, you know, like uh, just being able to like believe that you do have the power to like be yourself and yeah. and do right by yourself and and like live authentically, you know, like that the but I don't know. Like, there's something there. Um, yeah, I mean, there's something there too. I feel like I'm touching it, but I'm not. Sure. <laughs> I'm not able to articulate it. Yeah. Exactly what I want to. What I really just want to say is that, like, you know, once you f- you realize like those voices are just holding you back, and they're not real. You know. But yeah. Like be aware of like why you're hearing these things and like what they're actually trying to tell you. And well, moment, yeah, like to go and yeah, like they're they're there to show you how to go in the other direction. Yeah. Like rather than telling you like to go where they you know but your parents are only go judging along with what they say. You know, your parents are only judging you because it's like their lesson. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's true. If I think about, like, I don't know. I mean, I think my parents did a good job. I, I mean, I think my mom did a did a great job. Honestly, like, like she really did give me like strong values and yeah, but maybe I, that's I care a lot about people. And she's right about a lot. Of, my mom is often right. She has an intuition, like nobody's business. Like she always knows, like. She always knows something's up with me, even if, like, I'm not, like I said, like, I might keep a secret, but she always knows, like, she always knows the truth <laughs> with me. That's like, don't you think that's part, that's part of the trick? That's part of the, no, that's what I was getting at. It's like, part of the trick is like, just because she's right about a lot of things doesn't mean she's right about everything for me. Yeah, and like, and yourself, you know, or, right? and, and right. same, same goes for my dad. Like, I mean, I, I kind of do this thing sometimes where like. Like my parents aren't are divorced; they're not together. But I will like, I will like call my dad or talk to my dad about certain things that like I can't, I can't talk to my mom about, you know, or I'll bitch about some issue I'm having with my mom to my dad, <laughs> you know, uh, just because like, <clears throat> and and vice versa. Like there are certain things I would never talk to my father about, but. Like, I go to my mom for that. You know, I don't know. Just, I'm like, 
piecing it all together, I guess, like trying to, like, I can be myself in certain ways with my dad. I can be myself in certain ways with my mom, but I, I don't feel like I can totally be myself with either of them because they both have an idea of who I am that isn't actually me because no one can truly know like who someone else who someone else is or who they're supposed to be like especially your parents like your parents you really can't you're not, you're not being your full self you're being a fragment of who you I'm are i'm being a fragment of myself and like you have all these fragments with different people in your life like not just your parents but you know i'm sure you're one kind of person with your kids and one kind of person with your wife and one kind of like person at work and i don't know like been, i think that's where you think I, you've integrated I, it all I've, not all of it but i feel like i am more and more like who i am to everybody yeah well i think that that's like part of what like on a personal level what i'm trying to do like even on the podcast is just like <clears throat> Um, and I think I like I've always kind of wanted to have a podcast I've always wanted to kind of do something like this creatively but like putting myself out there potentially for anyone to hear like my parents my I don't know my like my aunt heard the pod or heard some of the podcasts and she made like kind of a negative comment about it and I and it wasn't even that bad. It was just like, it just pissed me off. And I'm like, that's like, that was the thing I was afraid of for so long with like doing anything kind of like creative, I guess. Yeah. But it was like like somebody, somebody close to me who has a judgment about it. And I like, I don't care about that as much. Any like, I just, I'd rather do something that brings me like joy than like give a fuck what someone else has to say. Like, you don't have to like it. You don't have to listen to it. I don't want you to necessarily, like, I really don't want my fucking family to listen to this. <laughs> and I tell them, I've told them that. <laughs> like, they know, you know, it's not your business. It's you're, you're not the demographic. Like it's not for you. <laughs> you know, like I don't want you, I don't want to, I don't want my parents listening to me talk about sex or like sex magic or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, of course, but, you know, I think slowly over time, we all figure out how to like, just not care so much. And I think there's like, I think maybe I've said this before, but there's like a Bruce Springsteen quote <laughs> about Uh-oh. like, about something about like, when the fear of not doing the thing outweighs the fear of doing it, that's when like, you know, like, that's like, that's when you start to like, I don't know something I can't quote it exactly I'd have to look it up but it's something about like yes there's always going to be fear about doing the thing you know you're supposed to do but at some point the fear of doing it out is outweighed by the fear of not doing it you know what I mean yeah and yeah shout out Bruce Springsteen (laughs) <laughs> I never got Bruce Springsteen. I don't Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> never got Bruce Springsteen. You know. never got Bruce. Oh, I love Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I feel like every shouldn't everyone in like the New York, New Jersey area like, like every song everyone in the tri-state area should love Bruce Springsteen, right? I don't know. I feel like every song is the same. No, they're not all the same. He he is a great storyteller. I don't know. Each his own. <laughs> but, um, but it's not. It's not from a, the the thing I'm quoting is not from a song. It's from like an interview that I read w- with him or something. Oh. But anyway, yeah. So should we end on the boss? 
<laughs> I guess so. I guess we can. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah. I feel um, go- I feel like I learned a lot today. Good. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out of my bullshit. I'm not calling. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. All right. Peace. Follow us Bye, on all. Oh, wait, what? Media. Follow us, yes. Yeah, follow, follow us on Instagram. Uh, I don't know. Maybe write reviews or do something. Help yes, us out please, now. like, if you listen to this on any type like if you've ever listened to this and you have anything to say please do a review that'd be really cool and i would love for people to follow us on instagram i'd really like to uh get more followers on instagram at spiritual graffiti pod uh there was something else yeah reach out to us if you have oh yeah email us if you have questions or topics you'd like to hear us talk about or if you have if you have an interesting story uh we'd we'd probably have you on. So send us an email, spiritualgraffitipod at gmail.com. I'll put it in the uh, description of. Yeah. Or uh, message you know. me or Ruby, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I feel like I would love to hear more from people who listen to us. Like I'd really yeah. like to hear more feedback or questions or stories or, or anything like that. Yeah. Thanks. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Peace. Bye.